John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to You Up the podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. It is Friday if you downloaded it. Um, on the day it came out. And if not, happy whatever day it is for you. I'm Nikki Glazer. I am joined not by Tom Tagar today because he is um, uh, d- disposed somewhere else. Disposed? Is that the right word? Disposed? No, it doesn't sound right, but you guys get what no. I'm saying. Like, he's just... Um, indisposed. In- oh, really? Indisposed, Okay, yeah. he's indisposed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think we're both wrong. No, you're probably right. You read yeah. a lot because mm-hmm. you carry around books. That's how I know you read a lot. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't strike me as someone who reads until I look that you're holding a book in your hand, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, he reads. But I wear glasses. Oh, that too. Yes. I forget that. Yes. And you wear your library card around a chain on your neck. Yes. I, that I, is also a thing. And also, I shout, I'm reading, I'm reading. That's what I do, because I read on my phone, and I want people to think I'm smart and not just like on Instagram or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I go, I'm reading a book. I'm reading mm-hmm. a book. And um, and then I can't read because I have to talk. Uh, Ian Fidance is here uh, at iAnimal. If That's you want right. to follow him on Instagram or Twitter, he's hilarious on both those platforms. Oh, you're very kind. If it's it's Friday, I'm in uh, Indianapolis or not in Indianapolis, but if you live in the Indianapolis area, I am in Bloomington, Indiana this weekend, tonight and tomorrow. Two shows each night. Next weekend, I'll be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. So get your tickets now because those are going to sell out Friday and Saturday at Cobb's in San Francisco. Um. So, Ian, on the show today, we're covering the whole week. Monday, we started out with a real bang. We had Adam Ray That's in the I studio hear. and Doug Benson. And um, this clip that you're going to hear from Monday's show is Doug and I talking about how we, we first met, which is uh, on a reality show many, many moons ago. I can't wait to listen. But this season where you and I were there, remember Sean Rouse was there? Yes. He passed away recently. I know. Hilarious dude. Mm-hmm. Uh they wouldn't let us out at night and the bar closed at 10. So we wanted drinks. So he figured out, oh, I'm going to, and, and they, have some, they had somebody posted at the front door of the hotel. Yeah. So he ordered a pizza from Domino's. And when the guy got there at the, at the hotel room door, he said, can I give you extra money for your shirt and for your hat? And he bought the guy's shirt and hat and then, <laughs> and, and left the, you know, the hotel, like he had just delivered pizzas. Yeah. And that's how he got out. And, <laughs> Wait, what and, did he do with the other guy? The other guy just wore he just his clothes. just locked him in a closet? No, oh, they I just see. switched clothes. <laughs> yeah. So the idea was to just get, just, just get past the last comic standing chaperone person yeah. that, that was watching the door. And uh, so, so he skated out that way. But then I met him at the bar because there was, the hotel had a back door. So I didn't, I didn't have to go to uh, the, such elaborate lengths to get out. And then we just went to a bar nearby and drank, drank for hours. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a very, very strange experience. Josh Wolf was also, uh, uh, he was, yeah. we had we had like adjoining doors between uh-huh. our rooms. So Chris Porter, Ty, I think it was Ty Barnett, is, yep. was that his name? And uh, Josh Wolf, like we just opened up the adjoining door and the four of us would all just smoke weed every nice. night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's so funny how that show, they, they try to control you, but. Uh-huh. They don't. Uh, it's not the same as other reality shows. You really, 
you can get away with a lot of shit. Me and Amy used to take when we'd have to go and get in the small bus to go to events and stuff. We'd just fill a coffee cup with booze in the hotel bar and just sit there drinking out of what looked like we were drinking coffee. Oh yeah. But vodka drips through paper. It, it cuts through the paper. Oh. So it starts. So it starts to drip. So you gotta drink it fast. I didn't know that. No, yeah, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real weird because I put it in my body all the time, and then it, it eats through, it eats through a cup. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, my liver can handle it. <laughs> My liver's stronger than a cup. <laughs> yeah. That was the vibe when I came back for the finale of Dancing with the Stars. Like, everyone's just, like, drinking and smoking, like, in their trailers. And before that, because we have nothing to lose. We're right. not trying to, it's like, not, not there's no, anymore. the rules are all still in place, but no one's following them anymore. Yeah. We're just kind of, some of us aren't showing up for dress rehearsal because we know we just have to stand there and watch. It was so much more fun. And I've told this before, but when I got eliminated from Last Comic Standing, I was still in college, and I had to go back and like do tests and like go back to class the next week and I was like I don't want to go and I was having a cigarette with Brendan Walsh who also got eliminated that night we were outside the Glendale Hilton and I was like I don't want to go back to school tomorrow and he's like just tell them you're still on the show just like they're not it's not going to air till the summer so just tell them that you're still so I just did I emailed them and I said I'm still on the show <laughs> And I'm in L.A., and they were like, follow your dream, girl. And then I just <laughs> didn't have to go back to school ever because then yeah. it was over. And they never knew. And it was it was such a brilliant plan. But um, Some might be finding out right now. They, <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for believing in me. You your class was worthless. Fail. I didn't really learn anything at the University of Kansas. But, but then we did, uh, you know, after that, shortly after that, you started opening for me on the road yes, and stuff. Yes, that was awesome. That really t took everything to the next level. Was um, And that's the only way you can get to the next level is having a headliner take you to feature for them and then getting that amount of stage time. So that was like, that was so rad. We got I got in so many places through you, like so many clubs that I still work to this day. First time going there was with... Doug Benson. So I always, I always, um, I, I owe you a lot, Doug. You were the first guy <laughs> to bring me on the road, the, and that means something because then other people start bringing you on the road because then you get better because someone took the chance. But I remember the first time I opened for Doug, I didn't have twenty minutes. I was terrified, <laughs> and but then you get it together because yeah. someone believes you in you. you. It takes to. one person. To believe in you. Mm -hmm. That's what Lady Gaga said 1,600 times in an interview. If there's, if there's a, room... a room of 100 people and 99 don't believe in you, <laughs> Doug Benson was the one who believed in me. Doug Benson was that person for me. So thank you, Doug. <laughs> yeah, and remember that show we did at Morty's that one night? Oh, God. Where the entire audience was, uh, as they say, urban. It was a, a black crowd because they gave away tickets on the local urban radio station. No, I don't remember this. I oh, probably blacked my God. it out. It did not oh, go well no. for, for anybody. No. <laughs> well, but, but that the club's host, over now. But yeah, yeah. But the host was a, was a black guy he killed. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So then you had a hard time after him, and then I had a hard time after <laughs> both of you. I had a lot of hard times with you. Like, yeah, well, you I know. was still new, and that, that what meant so much to me. You were that working you it out. Anthony Jesselnick used to bomb in front of me like people would he'd walk people that would just get up and leave like I'm not we're not even gonna stay for Doug Benson right because this guy's making us so upset <laughs> I learned so much from Doug Benson on the road first of all and things that I still do on the road which is like you don't put like you you like everything just to be in or you expect a lot from clubs because it doesn't take much to just deliver it's a easy. good experience. It really yeah. it's so easy. And when they fuck it up, it's really annoying. Yeah. And I don't like it and I don't stand for it anymore because I've seen you how you handle those situations and you'll go in and be like 
Guys, wait, like I, I just call out things like if my ri- if my veggie tray isn't there, I get annoyed because how hard is it to get a fucking veggie tray? <laughs> yeah, right. And it's the only thing it's I like ask for. I'm not asking for bucks. a pair of new yeah. Nikes, right. which some people are. Yeah. You have to go to Schnucks or what? Well, that's a grocery store in St. Louis, but you know, so go. That, you have to get it from Schnucks in St. Louis. <laughs> that's, it's not that that's hard. That's why of it's an, hard. Yeah. Order. You ever we see that movie, Dinner for Schnucks? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was a good clip. But this next one, dude, on Tuesday, we had a wild show. It was Jordan Carlos. Uh Uh, uh, Tom was uh, uh, disposed that day as well. He's had a rough week. He had a a, a loss in his family. And so he's been taking some time off to like focus on himself and his family and Mm -hmm. things he has to do. So um, we love Tom and we were sad that he was away this week a couple times. But um, our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, mostly my thoughts because I don't really pray. But my but prayers are thoughts because you're like saying them in your head sometimes. I said thoughts. Oh, oh, like like that hoe over there. That hoe is that what thought is? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. So um, so I wear our, that hoe over and there and <laughs> prayers are with Tom right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian is with me. So this next clip is from Tuesday's show. It was Jordan Carlos, Kyle Dunnigan, and Joe Zimmerman in studio. Three hilarious individuals. And um, what a it, mix of personalities. It was as well. so fun. This you are gonna love this clip. And uh, let me just tell you, listen to the entire show because uh, in the the end of this show and you can find our show on demand on the Sirius app all these episodes will be on demand this week so you can find them this is from Tuesday's show again with Kyle Dunnigan Joe Zimmerman and Jordan Carlos we are talking about uh, Kyle's recent breakup which I was like shocked that he was even ready to talk about I was so excited when he was like yeah do and then he just started talking and I'm like oh my god this is a great story I hope he does this bit on stage someday but this is this is some premium content right here enjoy it let me tell you, because I just had a breakup. So this no is perfect. Way, dude. Did I tell you about it? No. Oh, wait till you hear this story. <laughs> You're going to lose your. Okay, king topic nuts. three. Topic uh, three. Perfect. Topic three. So I was dating this girl for like two years. Dude. Going good. Yeah, do you have any piano music? Yeah. I like that, actually. Like a little tinkling piano would be good. Um,. <laughs> She was great, long distance, she was in Vegas, I'm in LA. Mm-hmm. I would drive out there like every couple weeks, pretty brutal, um, <laughs> but she was great. One thing, neurosur- gonna be a neurosurgeon, very smart, mm-hmm. uh, but she would kinda, I'd get alert, she's breaking into my email, she broke into my email a couple of times, she broke into my Facebook, and I, I justified it like, she, I don't know, she thinks she's, I'm a, she thinks comedians are like crazy whatever, yeah. and, and we're long distance, when she moves in, this will all go away. This is what I. This is my rationale. Oh, so wow. she moved in, and it did yeah. not. I got worse. Like I would go to the bathroom, and I put my phone like specifically in one spot, and I'd come back, and it'd be like moved. And then I got an <laughs> alert from uh, Gmail, like that makes crazy. <laughs> um, so I was at Starbucks, and it hit me like I've got to break up. This is five days after she moved in. What? Mm. Oh, like you know how much effort it is to move your life in this so in her family anyway but Wait, i i okay. knew i had to but what w- were you already feeling like obviously before that you were already being like uh-oh 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 like a little bit yeah little i bit. had been we'd had conversations where, where i was like i need this to change like i am desperate for this to change and i could tell if i was in my 20s i'd have another five-year relationship with her but you know i'm at a, i'm at a certain age i'm a man of a certain age Right. Where I, I now cleaver things if I like feel yeah. it's not working. I, so 
I'm in, I'm in Starbucks, and this hits me like a ton of bricks. At Starbucks. Yeah, What's what about Starbucks made, brought it on? I just was paid $1,000 to mention them twice. Now listen, <laughs> I... It hit me like a ton of bricks. And, and who walks into the Starbucks? Whitney Cummings walks in. Yeah. In that, that moment. Yeah. Well, she's polarizing to some people, but I like Whitney, you know? Love Sorry. Whitney. And... Uh, she comes in and she gives me great advice. She says, go in there, you, you say your piece, and then leave. Don't get into a negotiation, which is great advice for anybody mm-hmm. breaking up. Whitney Cummings bringing it on the relationship advice. She knows She up. changed my life by you recommending too? a book uh, which about book? relationships. It's called Getting to I Do, and it's about getting guys to commit. Not like a necessarily <laughs> to I Do. It, the, the title's awful, and she'll admit to it. She told what she told me about it because she got engaged, and one time I saw her show, and she was always this person that was like dating different guys and seemed to be going for the wrong guy and very like open mm. about it. And then all of a sudden, she's like very in love on Instagram and seems happy and just like I just lo- mm. was looking at her life and what she's always very honest. So I was like, if she's not happy, I probably would know about it because she'll like fucking cry on Instagram. She yeah. doesn't give a shit. And so she seemed happy. I called her out on it. I go, why are you happy? She's like, because I'm actually in love and I let love into my life and I found someone who's like good for me, who she's now engaged to. But this is prior to that. They already got married. I, oh, I shouldn't say it. I don't even know. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know about that, but. So, but she's been like saving horses and giraffes. She has no time to get married since she's been. She did all this firework. She's fireworks. She did a lot of she fireworks. She does light up a lot of fireworks. <laughs> she started the that's fires. The to be one honest, one thing that's weird. That's the polarizing it's thing like about her is that she in starts LA. the fires mm-hmm. and then she saves all the animals from the fires that she started. Right. So you can't be mad Fancy at her. Fancy Malibu horses too. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so. But so, I asked her, anyway, I asked her, I go, what was what happened? She goes, I read this book. And she was like, the, the title is so humiliating. It's called Getting To I Do. And she was like, it's about, like, it was written in the 80s by this woman who's who just was writing a book for women to be like, hey, this is, it's kind of like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Like, it just gives you tools to be like, stop doing this. This is harming you in mm-hmm. getting a partner or someone to commit to you and it just gives you like rules to live by and i've and everyone in here has read it like or at least dabbled in it right right hmm. I've, I've told mm-hmm. my listeners about it it's, it's changing people's lives it's changed the way i've 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 cut off guys immediately now oh when you it's make not like go. what do you make a list of what your deal breakers so any guy who's got a no. deal breaker these no. guys here's book? what it's about okay it's about you to break it down, like essentially it's about you pick a lane. You either want to be cherished for your feelings or you want to be respected for your thoughts. You really can't have both. You can get to a place ultimately while you, when you're with someone where you can kind of have both. But when you start out, you either are very feminine and lead like like come get me or you like oh. take initiative. Yeah. And not not every guy is going to like you to take initiative. The type of guys that you're you have to figure out which one you are. Mm-hmm. What and it once you because I've always gone after guys, and then I'm like, why don't you support me emotionally? It's like, because you need to be chased, mm. idiot. Like, And I, ca- I can't wait. I just, I'm always like, I like you, let's do this. And it's like, that's not a good thing to do all the time. Well, so it the tells king you- of sex, that's probably True. a good way as, to be. True. As the king of sex, that's what I want. Yeah, I want yeah. someone to come after me. You and like so- that? You like the guy to come after you. That's what you like? I would think that I, if I like the person, yes. Yeah. I want to be pursued. And I have been, I have been won over surprisingly by men that I found repulsive to me <laughs> because of their because of they they came after me hard enough and were like wanted me bad enough where I go oh mm. I mean I'm starting to see it and then I have then become into them and then they no longer yeah. like me where I'm like I that don't happened even to me like once. you yeah, yeah that's so upsetting when that happens yeah, so that's that's pretty much what the book is about but okay so she moves in Whitney gives you this advice yeah and I'm like okay so I go there it was it was 
awful. And I go, okay, you stay here and like process this. I'm gonna go. How do you even start that conversation? Oh, I just said it was. She thought I was joking because it was so out of nowhere for her. It was awful, awful, yeah. and yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. horrible. Mm-hmm. But like, so she never. She didn't leave my house. Like she just wouldn't leave my house. And it, like nine hours went by. I'm just homeless. And then finally she <laughs> says, okay, I left. I went to my parents, you can come back. So I go back, lights are off, car's gone, she's not gone, she's hiding in my bed in the dark. You know, like a murderer? <laughs> and, uh, sounds like a John Mulaney joke. You know, like a murderer? A murderer from the future! Wow. So I open the door to my house, thinking I'm totally alone. And the way I talk to my dog, my dog runs up to me, I think I'm alone. And when I talk to my dog alone, it's different. Like, she thinks I talk to my dog. Like, oh, little oh my God, there. Kyle, that's so funny. So the, my dog comes up to me, and I go, I go, tough night. <laughs> tough night just came out of my mouth. Yeah. Not knowing she's in the next room, probably like, tough night. <laughs> like, the way I talk to my dog, like, one time I was like, you licking your stinkies? That just came, I didn't think, ask your dog. Yeah, yeah. I just like. And then I'm alone with my dog who doesn't judge me. So then you have the terrifying thought, like, maybe this is me. You know what I mean? Like, I put this cool as fuck persona on it for you guys. But really, this is my truth. So I go in the house, and I'm like, tough night. <laughs> and then I turn the corner, and she's right there. And I go, ah, you know, because I'm scared. Let's sum up what she's heard so far. Tough night. Yeah. So she grabs... She like tries to like, you know, pull me in, like just to hold me. And then she left pretty easily, and I I realized that I I think tough night yeah helped her along. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was such a gift you gave her. I at think the it end was there. like I'll, I'll I'll do that again if that yeah. happens again. Coming out of that clip with Kyle Dunnigan, which was hilarious, uh, we're going into more serious topic. With uh, we had a guy in studio yesterday, Ian, um, named Justin Hoffman. He's a I know photographer. Him. You know him? Yes, he he's a photographer, and he saw me one night at the cellar and DM me, and we've been DMing back and forth. That's I'm awesome. A fan of his work. He's and, an uh, amazing photographer, and he's an expedition leader. Yes, um, he does all these expeditions to Antarctica. Yeah. Uh, Indonesia, like he he goes everywhere and leads these exp- expeditions for like rich people who like want someone to teach them about mm-hmm. the world and show them the world, and so he goes out and he um but then he took this iconic image for um uh, of a seahorse gripping onto a uh, Q-tip, Q-tip in the ocean, and yep. you probably saw it. It went viral. Kim Kardashian retweeted it. Anyway, we had him in studio. Really interesting guy, and he had a lot to say about um the current state of the world and this garbage patch that apparently everyone talks about that is just like this floating mass of garbage in the ocean. Well, he went there and he saw it firsthand and this is what he saw. Okay, so you're... So yes, you were out in the garbage patch, which we all mm-hmm. know about this thing—the the, the yeah. island of garbage that's floating about. So not though. In the in the you said the Pacific. Yeah, well that that's the one that's famous. Is the one in the Pacific. Yeah. So there's there's several, but uh, yeah. obviously, but it's all the garbage has just. You can walk on this island. You can live on this island. That's exactly what it's not though. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it was so. And the the issue was that Greenpeace was expecting that. They were expecting to find this floating garbage of island or floating island of garbage. Yeah. And, you know, I have a marine biology and oceanography background. I know how currents and those things work. And so I went there expecting not to find that, but I, what we found was even, not less, but it was so much different than what we've been kind of fed through social media about what this garbage patch is. Because you see the pictures of this huge, dense mat of plastic. That's not the garbage patch. That's taken in Dominica or Indonesia or somewhere right near shore. 
Right. But in the middle of the ocean, you don't have that. And so the jar that yeah. you, you mentioned is uh, we towed a, a net behind the ship for about three hours and that concentrated the little microplastics that we found. And I needed to find some way to visually represent what we were seeing out there. So rather than, you know, take that handful of plastic and then throw it back in the water. Yeah. You know, I put it and condensed it down into the jar. So it's a it's a conceptual image. Yeah. But we that's all we had to do out there. Yeah. And crazy. so you you essentially have all the plastic that you found through dragging the nets for a while and yep. it's like a but it's little pieces of plastic in a in a just a mason jar yep. floating and it's it is a cool representation of like this isn't what we thought the garbage hatch was. Um but what do you get from that then? What why are we being lied to? Is it not as bad as it seems? Where is the garbage? Uh, is it's in New York? Who's got that joke? Like, we shouldn't throw trash away, just throw it on the ground here in the city. Who's that? It's, Somebody's got well, a great Bill joke Burr has a great joke yeah. about like we we put things in a trash can, and if you throw yep. it on the street, you're like, don't litter. And it's like, exactly. it's all going yeah. in the ocean, you idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all it's all ending up in the same place. We <laughs> yeah. might as well just throw it in the street because it's all in that. That's always what I think about now when I go into. I can't. I get stressed out when I go into Target or any kind of superstore where there's just so many things and yeah. items and garbage. Because I'm like, all of this yeah. is gonna be trash within a year, less than a year. Mm-hmm. People just packaging. Fifteen minutes. That's Fifteen a, that's minutes. That's the estimated uh, uh-huh. lifespan of a, p- a piece of single-use plastic. It's wow. so devastating. The amount of the packaging is and and I. The plastic like didn't exist until when? Like forties uh, or fifties. That's yeah. nuts. Yep. Plastic's the worst thing that ever happened to this planet. Do you well, think? Is it one no, of the worst? No, I don't genocide? think so. No, that that, that okay. limits the amount of people. So genocide's not that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay. There are benefits. Um, okay, so what are, what are your thoughts on plastic now after having seen this? Okay, so after being out in the garbage patch, it's it's not that it's not bad. That's the big misconception. A lot of people took my last couple posts as that like pro plastic which is couldn't be further oh from the truth. Right. They're just not reading honestly. Yeah. And what I'm saying is what is out there is so much different than what you see on social media or you see on news feeds or whatever. The photos and this is this is a lot uh, the problem of the the authors and the the publishers the photos that they're using are compelling charismatic photos because they're these mats of trash. Mm. And that's taken near shore. There, there are no good photos of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch because it's this giant area, twice the size of Texas, with trillions of pieces of plastic, but it's not in the same density as we're picturing in our mm-hmm. minds. Right. Yeah. There is a shit ton of plastic out there. We cruise for two weeks, and every day we would see at least some stuff, bottles on the surface or fish crates or these microplastics, but it was never like enough where you can make a great compelling photo. Did you sure. find my Q-tip? Your key tip? Yeah, like I, I, I threw one out in yeah. 1994. It, it you always have pink ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's still there somewhere. It's so weird. It that's always what I think about too. Was there is earwax? Was I there heard some wax? story or some fact about any, every single diaper that was ever put on you yes. as a baby, oh, wow. Tom, is still is still on the planet. Wow. Every single diaper that you had as a baby, everyone that well, I used, every I had piece that of diaper eating fetish man in my life. <laughs> oh, okay, so. that's different yeah. than he the <laughs> But he shit it out eventually. But any piece of plastic we've ever used in our lifetimes is still around. Mm-hmm. It still exists. It's mind-boggling. And it's it's so depressing to me. Yeah. Do you see uh, are you depressed all the time by yes. what you're seeing out there? You are. I truly like I'm very cynical bit nihilistic at times i am too just because and I, I i find this very tough balance sometimes of 
being enthusiastic about the places I take people to, but then also standing there and going, shit, this is going to be gone or completely different in a few years. Yep. At the same time, trying to make people excited about the places I'm taking them to. Oh, that's got to be rough. I mean, wh- how do you feel, knowing what you know and seeing what you've seen, how do you feel about uh, the future? Like, do you want kids? Do you feel like... Yeah, this is not... Yeah, I'm not a breeder. You're not a breeder. And yeah. is it because you're like, things aren't going to be good? That's for those? that's a big part of it, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I really don't want to contribute to overpopulation. Right. And that is the one kind of elephant in the room that people don't often like to talk about. Is yeah. That there are just so many people. Too many people. I don't know about too many because that's kind of like projecting feelings onto the thing. But, you mm-hmm. know, every every year we're finding more efficient ways of using our resources. So this we're going to run out of stuff, run out of food. I don't think so. Our quality of life may change quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Science is going to catch up to try to keep quality of life as, as high as we possibly can. But there there probably will be a crescendo there where science and quality of life can't really quite meet up. Yeah. Like and I don't I, know what that is. I picture like... I picture what I see, Justin. <laughs> I mean, Justin Hoffman is with us, by the way. Follow him on Twitter, Justin Hoffman. Uh, and with Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, sorry. Instagram mainly. That's what I meant. I don't know why I said Twitter because it's written in front of me. But Instagram, Justin Hoffman with one F, Hoffman. Um, the rest of it's spelled the way you think. JustinHoffman.com. Um yeah, I picture just like climate change getting making things very scary. I picture water wars. I yep. think we're going to run out of water. Yep. I really am grateful for every time I drink water. I'm like, well, this enjoy it while you got it, bitch. Nice to be white. Yeah, it's it's it it really and I think about having kids and 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 everyone says, well, if you don't have kids, then dumb people are having kids, and then it's idiocracy. And and I want to make kids because I think my kid will change the world. I'm like, then adopt one mm-hmm. and teach it how to change the world. I really just think... It's a very selfish way of seeing things. I I, yeah. I just don't... I know that everyone wants to have their own kid and you want to see a little version of you and you want to pass on your genes and it's everything, but I just think it's so selfish at this point. And that's the natural you know, progression of life. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're supposed to do. I know. I want to I wanna see myself as a little thing too. Yeah. Um, but I... I Anyone who's seen what you've seen and who has done the research that you have done or is read up, it's like doesn't really want to have kids. I think a lot of my colleagues, you know, we're out there a lot. A lot of my colleagues don't have kids. Don't have kids. And they don't have any interest in having kids, too. It looks pretty bleak is what I'm saying. It does. You know, we do. Where's hope? Can we have any hope here? I was just thinking about it. Thank you. We got to find a little bit of hope here and there. Please. And what I have, what brings me hope is a resilience of nature. The places that we leave alone have such an incredible capacity to bounce back. And the more that we start to set aside these protected lands, protected waters, like that does give you hope. Gives me hope. It literally does. I've been to a few places that are better now than they were 10, 15 years ago. And that's incredible. Yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, op- the literal opposite of <laughs> speaking of water, right? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, they're they'll run out soon. That was Justin Hoffman, photographer Justin Hoffman. You can follow him at Justin Hoffman with one F on Instagram for all of his amazing photos of the planet. And then today's show, here we are, Ian. Thursday show, what a banger! Always. Ian was there the entire time, most of the time. Um, yes. You can listen on demand. Ian walks into studio late. We have a good laugh about that. There's 
was a lot of laughs had today. Tons of laughs today. Because we had you, Michael Yo, John Doerr. Yes. So and much you. fun. And me. And yeah. always me. And always you. Not always me. If I'm on Dancing with the Stars, maybe I got to take a day off. Um, oh. There was one day that I wasn't on the show of this show, but it's everyone survived. Yes, there was so the one show day can go on. where we started without you, and then you came in and yes. you brought Lisa Lampanelli. That's right. That was another day. Yes. Listen, this show is an ecosystem that exists on its own, and sometimes I'm there, and sometimes I'm not. It's it almost still... like a garbage island of itself. It's it's like a vagina. It's a self-cleaning system. Yes. And it is and a garbage it's always island. delicious. Yes. That yes. is exactly. Uh, so you don't need to use soap, ladies, but I do. That's what I've heard is like you don't need to use soap to clean your vagina because Please you use should. soap. Well, listen, I do. Don't, don't, you're not. And my asshole's self cleaning too. <laughs> Never use soap on it. <laughs> just kidding. Never. Not once. Not once. You know what? I just hear it's self cleaning. It's like that is not what it, it probably is, to be honest. The body is amazing. What, what are we talking about? My favorite topics. Uh, yeah, buttholes and, <laughs> buttholes and vaginas. All right. So here we are on Thursday's show. And uh, Michael Yo came in and we were talking about relationships and he really just saw through me in a real way and I said more than I wanted to in this interview and I don't know why I'm putting it on the podcast because I don't really whatever you know what I'm an open book here we go here's some read more of that it. open read it you're about to here you oh and I know you love reading Ian because we <laughs> see you holding a book that's we right get it Ian I'm a reader I'm an intelligent man oh here we go that's what I when you, when I watch you on stage, I'm like, mm-hmm. you're a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful woman, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how are you? Are you crazy? Like, that is there? Yeah. Is there something? No, I don't know. There, I'm not. Is there something wrong with I'm, you? Like, I'm such a catch, I can't even stand it. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm serious. I really am. I I don't know what it is that um. Men but but are you are crazy? Like like, <laughs> like like what I'm trying to get to is yeah, you're very you're very beautiful. Thank you. Very beautiful. So you like, should see me naked. Like it goes to a new level. Is I'm it not like, kidding no. you. Like I am hiding things under the, like I, every time I get naked I, I, I'm selling myself right now I have guys go what the fuck I had no idea this like I present pretty well but I'm telling you next level shit yeah I, I, I w- I'm, I'm bringing it I know you in this so let's dissect it Why? so so if you're bringing it <laughs> bring it with, to the van with, yeah. <laughs> I am not getting naked in that van it's a trust van <laughs> okay. tell anyone about it afterwards <laughs> no but but like when you get into a relationship with a dude do you just go psycho or something where I like I don't know what happens do you threaten man. guys I black out I don't oh know what happens so funny. I take a lot of Ambien and black out. And then they're dead. Um, like, I really want, when you're on stage doing your bits yeah. and talking about you can't find a guy, I'm like, are you serious? No. There are far uglier women than you that have boyfriends and are married and I, very happy. And I look at girls with boyfriends, I'm like, how did you trick him? How did you get him to stick around? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I mean, I definitely think I go after guys who are not ready to like, be what are they 21 i mean well, how I old I'm are these choosing guys men that are emotionally unavailable because i'm probably scared of intimacy so i think that's partially i'm the problem you're it's scared like, of intimate like sex no just like emotional intimacy oh, and, eye contact and well i mean Touching. conversation I, real conversation i think like i i'm i reach a point i'm I, i've i've i want to get married like i want to like uh, uh i think right now i'm really looking for like a life partner and like i'm ready to like are settle dating, down at least try marriage are you are you dating like that because let me tell you let me tell you what changed it for me i was 36 years old i had a dream where i was at my own funeral mm. and i saw myself in the casket and all that was around me with was just hookups 
girls I hooked up with, and I this and I sounds like a fake dream. No, that no, you no made this up is a real dream. I swear to God, no, 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 no. I swear to God, I swear. I woke up sweating because I knew if I died that day, that's my legacy. Yeah. All these random hoes. Yeah. You know, that's it. So I now a thought funeral. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have random hoses the thing. Like I I don't even know one would be there. I mean there would be some guys there you that have, have disappointed you, me. You have guys you hooked I'm up. I'm not I'm not having sex right now is the problem. But Just what a I'm, bunch what of I'm guys going... there disappointed in hand jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even give those because I know it's gonna be not what they wanted. But what were you gonna say, Mike? No, but what what you need to do is what changed for me after that day, I went on less dates, but just went on dates that I knew there was potential. Like yeah. after the like my first words out of my mouth, which would sound psycho to women, was if you're not ready for marriage and kids, then we can end this date right here. Yeah. That was to my wife. Literally, that was one of the first lines I said because wow. I'm not about wasting time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I let That's them how know, I feel. And I let them know right the end for women that are into that, that really want to settle down. You 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 can you can go on, but for these girls that just want to run around and hang out in a trust van and things like that, yeah. then no. Well, no. Uh, that's see that's the the speech I would like to give a lot of guys in the beginning, but that scares a lot of guys because they're like, whoa whoa whoa, why are we talking about that when I just met you? Let's take it slow. Let's see where things no, go. No, but you can say, but you can say, look, if you're not looking to get married or have kids and you're not in that space right now, then we don't need to hang out. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I just, um, I, I've just been like, I was possibly getting back together with an an old ex, and I, I don't know what. Was where... that the one at the wedding I saw you with? Yes, yes. Oh my god, I was about to ask you about that dude. Yes. And he was, he was very short. He was short. Wasn't he a sh- lot shorter he's, than you? I, I do a bit about dating short guys, but he's, he's the same height. He's like maybe he really? a half an inch shorter. He's a very small but I was wearing, man. Um, hey, take it easy, pal. He is so. All right, leave us five is, eights alone. He's five eight, and yeah, um, I've never seen five, him as six small. And a half. He's uh, one of the hottest guys I will ever have dated. No, like and, I said, yeah. good looking guy. Yeah, but really tiny, good. but um, small. Yeah, I don't mind that. It doesn't even yeah, register okay, to me. Okay. I've never gone after. Because like I, because no offense, like I say, you're beautiful. I thought you would be with a dude that looked like that. But taller. Right, right, right. Yeah, I've not. Tall. I'm like height blind. I've not. I don't <laughs> notice when guys are short or tall. Like it doesn't register to me. It's not. It's never gotten in the way of things. And I do a joke about like I can get really hot guys because I go for short guys. Yeah, but like, it's true. Yeah, it's it is true. It's true. Every every time so I. So if I go kissed... taller, I got to go uglier. <laughs> That's what I'm I just come not in. willing to. Every... Every yeah. time I've kissed a tall girl, I've unconsciously lifted one leg up oh my <laughs> when God. I've reached up to kiss them. <laughs> so Is that weird for women to bend down to kiss you? It seems like that would be very weird. I don't no. know. I'm like, like pretty it's almost, alpha, so I like I almost like, like you're their kid it. or something um, like that. Oh. I do go, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun at school today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So let me ask you this. Okay, so I was in a situation with someone where um I I realized like Oh, I know what I want from this. I would like to date this person, but we're kind of like hooking up. Not really. It's off and on. Like, and then he could turn it off like that. Like he can just treat me like a friend. We can like FaceTime and stuff, and it would just be there. Would be I, yeah. I will have hooked up with him three days prior, but then he's talking to me about, and the whole conversation goes without him being like, "You're pretty" or "You look nice." Like, there's no flirtation whatsoever. One hundred percent. And I'm just like, what the hell is? This? I had this conversation yesterday. It's about power. So it's I, about power. What I said. What? Okay. No. Once a guy knows, or a female, it goes both ways. Once they know they have the power in the relationship, then they just abuse it. 
then they don't have to compliment you because he knows if he wants to hook up, he can hook up. And vice versa with a girl. She can run around, hang out with different dudes. I knew a guy, no matter what this girl did, did him wrong, she he would always take her back. And he was a very weak individual, and I would tell him that. But he was her ride or die, like yeah. it, no matter what. So he would just get treated like shit, and then you know she would call, and he would jump at the chance. So once you have the power, it's you've done it. You've done it the opposite way, I'm sure. Everybody I mean, does but it. But if I like someone, uh, in even if I feel like I have the power, I still want to make them feel. I still want to be like you're hot, and I'd like to. Have you ever? You. Okay, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> like I'd like to tell that person that, so have, I don't understand why not. Have you ever been in the power position? In the power position, and uh, a dude texts you that you hooked up with, and you're not into it, and you just don't text back. Yes. Okay, so you're doing so the. So you're telling me he's not that into me. Oh, he got what he wanted. Yes. And he can get it whenever he wants it, and he knows it. So he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna just talk to her like she's a friend today." Yeah. And she well, won't care. This is what I said to that. I said, "Because um, we had a conversation, and then uh, shortly after that, he like texted me about something else, about wanting to Facetime again, about something or talk about something, and it was just not any flirtation or anything." And I just wrote back, "I want you to know, like, I don't want to be just friends with you." So if that's and what, what he this write is, back. He wrote, whoa, um, he goes, I like, uh, I'll read it. Yes, please read it. What did he say? Because this is interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> You're good he's at not radio. A, he's, not, he's not a comic, is he? Um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to say yes or no to that. I'm not going to say yes or no to that. Um, he, I go, um, yeah, I said, uh, let me see what I said. I, I don't know what it said. Okay, so he goes, oh, where did I write it? I have so much. Stop peeking over her shoulder in trying to find out who it is. I'm, I'm, all, <laughs> look, all I'm seeing is text with Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, I don't oh, I said, why. okay, I'm truly excited to hear. He said, hey, I want to talk to you about something about this thing later. And I go, I'm truly excited to hear about that thing. But I also want to make it clear I don't really want to be just friends with you. He said, I do love the direct nature. Wabam. The only thing that really messes with my head is the distance part, but we should talk and not about this and not type at some point. So I am going to Google every comic that says wabam and see what comic says <laughs> that. <laughs> I like it. It's, he was like okay. being like, wabam. You okay. know, like I just said it. Okay, so is there any benefit from him knowing you well? What do you Are mean? You, because a lot of guys stay in, vice versa, a lot of people stay in relationships and want to continue talking and not piss a person off when they know it's an advantage for them. Like, like, have you written joke? If he's a comic, have you done something for him or helped him out with stuff? And he's like, I can't lose that. No, this is someone who certainly would benefit from knowing me. and He who, would? Yeah. Oh. And who I would benefit from knowing. Oh, okay. There you go. Then so, it's, at least it's even. When, when the scales are even. It's all good. Once they're off balance, yeah, then it's, it gets kind of crazy. But th this has happened before where it's someone in the industry who wants to remain friends because it's like, you know, I'm going to see this person the rest of my life and, and they're they're obviously a rising star. So I want to be in, I want them to like me at least and not hate me. Yeah. I don't want to come out of this with her hating me. But I feel weird giving those. And he, he kind of took that as like, oh, this, uh, are you giving me an ultimate? Because I was like, I don't want to. I can't just keep talking to you. like That's and, weird. Anyway, uh, any guy unless, that wants to do that, that's just a weird conversation. To have. Hey, let's just talk. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing, Michael, is I'm great to talk to. You are. And I'm really funny, and I'm fun, and I give. I ask a lot of questions about their life. I'm, and this person doesn't have a lot of friends mm. and a lot of people listening to he him. He can trust. So he, he relies on me for that, and we do have a really good connection.
interested in that way and I do care about his life and that's why I want to like I do like talking to him but if we're going to talk on the phone and you're not going to say one nice thing about me that makes me feel like a romantic connection with you then I don't need another so friend. So are you saying so so oh so you wouldn't want him as just a friend. No, I said no. I don't want I I I'm, oh, wow. I'm not okay. interested in having you as just a friend. That's what I said to him. So if he said I don't want to date you, you would just cut him off from your life? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How are you keeping relationships in Hollywood like that? Like because you just said this is a relationship you want to keep to a certain well, if, point. Uh, it's I'll I'll always root for him okay. and I'll always <laughs> I really will yeah. like unless you actively hurt me, but I'm not, I, I don't it's for me to continue talking to someone who doesn't like me, who I like and who okay. I want yeah. inside me, it causes me pain. Well, he has it's, no problem being inside you. Well, he hasn't been inside me yet, but it, oh. it down there. But the thing is, <laughs> I, but he has climbed in the attic. <laughs> Give an old tour of the attic. <laughs> that was our show this week, um, Ian. What thanks for being here. Always. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I what love the podcast. If you don't, um, if you don't, if your friends aren't listening to the podcast yet, get them on board, and then get them on board with the show itself and join Sirius. It's not as much money as you think. Listen to our show every day we do two hours of this shit every day Monday through Thursday so tell your friends about the podcast tweet about it put it in your Instagram stories get people on board because um, we're 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 doing good radio here and people need to hear it. And, the Lord's um, work, really. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, SiriusXM.com slash laugh is where you should go to sign up and get on board with the show and SiriusXM. Get a subscription. Um, and since you stayed to the end, I don't have a secret for you today, but guess what? I do have a bonus clip for you. This is me talking about the first time I met Dave Matthews. You are. My adrenaline... I, it was like I had just gotten done running like three miles, and then yeah. people were like, sit down and listen to me. I was just like, ha, ha, like coming in hot. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone in the room was like, easy, Nikki. At one point, Gary <laughs> Delabate, who was also Baba Booey, was in the room with me, and he knew I was there on like and shouldn't have been there, but he was supportive of it. Yeah. But at one point, oh, Dave goes, okay, should I? Uh, okay, so we've got two tracks here, and he's like, um... So there's one that I really want to play that is this is a slower one, it's a romantic, it's blah blah blah, and then there's this other one that's just funky and it's nasty. And I go, I go, I want nasty. I go, I, I go, I want nasty. And he didn't care for my input, by the way. He didn't even look at me when I said it. And and Gary put his hand on my shoulder from behind. It was just like easy. Oh like, I could tell that he was a little bit like okay, but. I thought Dave was asking for our feedback, and I was like, I, I thought he was going to go, okay, cool. Like, I just wanted yeah. to give some yeah. kind of feedback. <laughs> Came in too hot. No one cared for it. Everyone regretted inviting me. Uh. And then I toned it down the rest of the time, but it was so weird to just sit and... I've never listened to someone's album with them also listening to it. Like, he yeah. played tracks. It wasn't like he was playing guitar. He was just sitting there yeah. bopping along to his music with a room of eight people just staring at their notepads and acting like they're taking notes about songs. That and sounds like hell to me. It was me. so weird. Yeah. I was, I have to say, I was, like, a little uncomfortable, but I also just kept just beat like a smile would beam across my face because I'd realize like I'm sitting next to Dave Matthews I was looking at his hands I was looking at his fingers the same <laughs> fingers I used to watch play that guitar on that Charlie wow. Rose clip and I was just staring and his shoes looked so cool and he was dressed so cool and I was just thinking that like his body is like right next to my it was so <laughs> nuts what was he wearing 
Oh, he looked so cool. He was wearing jeans and like these really cool boots that were worn. Like he, there was nothing about him that looked like like he was trying to be cool. Yeah. Or, and nothing was new about what he was wearing. It was all like worn and fucking rock and roll and cool. And he was wearing a just a normal jacket, jacket, a blue button up shirt, um, but a cool like suede jacket, I think. And um, and he had more hair than he did in the '90s, which I'm a little suspicious of. And, uh, but listen, well, I don't know what they're doing, but like these guys are making it work. Guys yeah. are getting hair again, and I don't know what's going on, but it's g- good for them. Oh, I need to and, figure um, that out. He was just, and so then we, f- and then I, I laughed at a couple things he said, and then I think he finally like warmed up to me and was like, okay, this girl, I appreciate she's here. And I, had, I had come on so strong with my, you mean a lot to me that he knew I was a super fan and that I was losing my shit and he knew what to do with that energy. And so I, we got, we, we all kind of shuffled out of the room and then I waited behind and I just walked behind him out of it. And I was like, I have to tell him how I feel. Like I have to let him know. Um, and so he was kind of like sta- at the top of the staircase and people were coming up to him and like talking about, different like work stuff and I was lingering and I knew that I shouldn't but I just needed to have another moment and I just was like hey I'm I'm a comedian and a radio host and I just want to let you know that I honestly my goal was to become famous so I could be in your same sphere someday I used the word sphere I remember that (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny when you use things like you're like I don't say that I I was like I just wanted to be I wanted the only reason I ever wanted to be in entertainment was because I remember saying in high school to my friends that I was going to meet you someday and I knew it and they didn't believe me. And I said, I'm going to prove it to you Mm. that I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm not going to meet him in a fan way. That's like, I'm going to stalk him outside his hotel. Like I'm going to (laughs) like be invited in, which I was, and it happened. And he, um, he just shook my hand the whole time I was talking. Like he just like gave me a little bit extra, and then we released handshakes, and then we went in again, and I missed, and I like shook his wrist, and then we, and then he found my hand again and shook my hand again, and then I thought he would have hugged me, but I didn't want to like pressure him, so we didn't hug, but we will next time. And and then I went to lunch with Noah, and I met Anya, and I um and didn't I cried eat because you, you cried. were crying the whole time. No, I ate so much oh. because I couldn't eat before because I was so nervous. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.